This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks. Next episode of Chewing the Cud. And today we're going to look back on a much-needed win at Brentford and look ahead to this game away to Chelsea. Full crew today, Richie, Chris and colleague. Good afternoon, boys. How are you doing, lads? Hi, lads. Hey, lads. How's things? All the better after a win. As always, a little uh, spring and a step after a win. Um, start off the team news again, Rich. Uh, Michael Keane uh, kept his kept his base. I know people are saying he was a bit shite against Arsenal, but kind of really everybody was. Um, did okay against Forest. Maybe one mistake for the second goal, but I, I just I think he, he just slotted in nicely. Him and Tarkovsky, they were solid as a rock. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> can't fault anything that happened on, on Saturday anyway. And you think the type of game that we play really suits him, you know. And I think, you know, go back to Forrest in the battle with Chris Wood, I thought he was good in that. And kind of came into his own in the second half on on Saturday, you know, if you're sitting deep, someone to put a head on it, get in the way, he's, you know, that that's his type of game. If you're looking for someone to come out and be passing the ball and be comfortable on it, that that's not him. And um, I think his height is a big advantage, you know, I suppose when defending set pieces, you know, and probably over Cody. But, um, yeah, look, very surprised, first of all, that he even got back into the side because with, you think with Mina, even with Holgate, who he given opportunities to maybe in, in different positions. But, look, he's not one of my favourite players by any means and I wouldn't have him in. But um, since he's come in, I think he's been... Pretty solid. Look, you take the 45 against Arsenal out of it. I think it's hard to push too much blame on any one individual over that. But mm-hmm. pr- pretty solid. And, and what you want to see is partnerships building, you know. And I think the way that Dyche will have him drilled, you know, it's, it's, it'll suit him. He'll, he'll do what he's told. There'll be nothing kind of overcomplicated or overfancied. And, yeah, I mean, look, once a fella's in, it's, it, I suppose he, he alluded, to, alluded to it in the press conference today. It's, if when you get your chance, be ready to take it. And to be fair to him, he he stood up from coming in cold. I think it was that Arsenal game was only his second time playing this season. So mm. you know to come in after such a long time out, it's 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 a testament to him, really. You know, yeah. and just long may it continue. You hope that they can build a partnership and yeah, kind of for I won't say for the future because I think we need to strengthen there. But but ultimately for now, it's if it's working. Yeah. Let, let it work. Yeah, I think that's the key, Chris. Like it, it's kind of back to like our own kind of grassroots. If you're playing well, you keep the jersey. So he, he's doing okay to keep it. I mean, Cody obviously made a couple of mistakes and lost his place, but there's no no reasons to see Kane or Tarkovsky dropped to let him back in. So keep the short. Well, that's generally the way it should be at any level of football. Unfortunately for us, we're overloaded with defenders and we don't have enough players in other areas. So players that are mm. underperforming tend to just keep their place in the team through default, I guess, you know, yeah. the attacking areas especially. But like the second half was, that's ideal, Michael Kane, where we're parked. Like it was horrible to watch, wasn't it? Like it just looked like a matter of time before they scored. It was, oh, it was awful. But that's that's his game, Tarkovsky's game. You know, sitting on the edge of a round box, every cross that comes in, winning it in the air. I thought that we done quite well. You know, airily, he won, he won pretty much everything. And Tarkovsky, obviously, a couple of instances they did get in around us, in around, I suppose, Coleman, and a good few times around the fullback areas. But overall, I think we defended quite well. Um, 
thing with Keane, though, he always has a mistake in him. The moment in the first half there, they played a long ball down the line and he misread it and it bounced over his head. Like that shouldn't be mm. happening to a defensive player. Silly things like that. We tend to have been getting punished for, which thankfully we didn't. But yeah, look, thank God for you, I think, as well. He, he was fairly solid. I'd have him in ahead of Mikolenko and Coleman, you know. For a fella that's we know his best best days are behind him. He's he's performed to a fairly solid level the last couple of weeks, even though he's been he's been carrying a knock. So you would hope now the international break with Patterson Garner coming back into the equation and your pal Dominic on his, his 26th birthday, Joe, you wouldn't speak ill of him. But no, um hopefully not, he'll not be back. <laughs> hopefully he'll <laughs> be back after on. the break and we'll have a bit more options as well. And that'll give us a bit more in terms of more flexibility in terms of how we set up and formation and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think the key, uh, Colin, is just defensive. We spoke about it a few times, just getting solid at the back because we know there's no, there's not many goals in the team, so we just need to have this stability. Not like for a full match, not just a half or thirty minutes or twenty minutes. It just has to be switched on for ninety minutes. Yeah, goes without saying, you know. Every position you know, on the pitch has to be switched on for 90, 95 minutes, Joe. But obviously, um, the two, two centre halves. And, and I thought uh, Kane done well um, against Brentford. He grew into the game, I felt. Um, he was up against a, a good striker and a striker I, I would have loved us to have gotten in the past, you know. Um, but, you know, the whole defence, um, they were under the cost in the second half. and. I know it was it wasn't a great watch for uh, from an Everton fans' point of view, but it was an interesting watching and one that you know you can turn around and say, well, they're able to do that. The first half we felt we dominated, and um, we done really well in the first half. And obviously Brentford were going to come out, and Thomas Frank is a really really good coach, I have to say, and and um, you know he changes things quite early if things aren't going right, uh, mm. and maybe that's a criticism that I'd have at Deutsch that he possibly doesn't change enough or certainly leaves it too late. But, you know, we were put under the caution and Tony had, I think, one big chance with a header um, that he totally missed hit. And then, obviously, there was one, one or two in the second half. But, you know, I actually thought we were comfortable enough, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, I know, I think Pickford made one save. Um, but Brentford are, 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 side, are a good cracking side, a, a physical, powerful, athletic. And, you know, in fairness to the team, they stepped up when, when it was needed and, and we got the 1-0 the win and we came away with three points. And Obviously, we can't be relying on others, but you just have to look around the other results from, obviously, the weekend and, and then last night. Um, we're obviously recording this on Thursday, so last night being Wednesday. And the result, that result has really lifted us out and, and, and gave a lift to the whole fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you said before we start recording, Joe, there could be eight or nine teams in this fight for relegation. So we need, we need to obviously just um, concentrate on ourselves and, and get results ourselves. But it, it, it's nice to see us out without relegation spot, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always nice to get in. And for once, Rich, we just didn't... Uh, the results kind of went away. They have been kind of the last couple of weeks, to be honest. But they'll only go away if, we, if they go... Erwin, you know I me. Mean? If we if we get ourselves out of trouble, we can't sit back and wait for teams to come back to us. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, there's only one result that matters. But you do kind of be looking over the shoulder, 
started off and you're saying, you know, with Bournemouth beating that other shower, you're saying, Jesus, you know. I know, yeah. You need him to do a favour. It's just typical. But, you know, we dug in, we got what we got what we deserved out of it and other ones and you just have to capitalise on it. But that's that's in our hands. It's kind of blocking that out, I suppose from a player's perspective, but you know, you know, you're looking at it last night and you're checking checking scores and checking updates and you know, everything <laughs> everything's important. You know, you don't switch off from it. So as much as it is in our hands, you you're grasping at everything to try to make it as easy as possible for us to to get to get over the line as fast as possible. So but I think looking at it, you know, the the momentum might be kind of slightly with us. You know, you take, it's a good point against Forrest when you take, because we got the win, Forrest unbeaten at home in, in 10 or whatever it was. Brentford first lost in however many, you know, first in any year. There are good points to be picking up, you know, and going into a couple of tough games as well. So, you know, as opposed to, you look at Palace in free fall, hopefully, you know, where, where they can't get a shot on target, they can't do this, they can't do that. So, you want to say right performances, points will build momentum, will build confidence. Even you know, getting two goals against Boris, getting a goal early, you know, it just kind of takes the takes the monkey off the back a bit and allows you to play with a bit more freedom because it's not about we can't score, we won't score. What are we going to do? You know, so all these things kind of will hopefully come together and allow us to play with a bit more freedom and say right, you know, let's go on and just take care of the business ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just look after ourselves. Right, back to the game myself. Um... Actually, just for again to game, great to see the Sorens back. Uh, I, I read there uh, yesterday that the club uh, just asked Mikalenko, "Is it okay to bring it back?" I think he get to go ahead. So it's nice to see them back. Well, hear them back if you know what I mean. But uh, like that early goal, Chris, Jesus, talk about when the nerve set. Like it was just, I don't think it actually sat down to watch the match. I was standing, come back into the kitchen, and Dean's jumping down the place. Saying, what the fuck's going on here? So. Just a nerve settler. Jeez, I don't remember us ever scoring that early. You know, we're off early starts and getting the crowd on side, but I literally came straight from kickoff. What a finish. Really, really good mm. goal. And it really all came from, you know, Coleman with, you know, a hopeless ball up the wing, shall we say. But you don't mind playing direct when we're, we, we, set first half, we won pretty much every second ball. You know, we won everything. You don't want going direct if you've men in and around, you've people in good areas and you're winning the second ball and you're pressing high and turning the ball over, which we didn't do in the second half, unfortunately. But it a, what a fantastic goal. You know McNeil has a cracking left foot. We just have to get him in those areas and encourage him to shoot more often. Mm. You know, the goal he got against does for Burnley a, f- a few years ago during COVID as well. Absolute peach. So I think what Gray is probably one or two goals ahead of McNeil now as our top scorer, probably. But to be fair to him, I mean, that wasn't all. He's been working his balls off, you know, mm. the mileage he's been putting in. He's had a few games where he's put some bad crosses in and he's just been encouraged by Dyche to just keep putting the ball in, keep putting the ball in. So you can't, you know, you can't, can't, you can't really fault the guy. Um He'd probably look a bit better if he had Calvert-Lewin on the end of some of those crosses. At times, we still don't have enough in the box, I suppose. We don't get enough bodies in. But going back to the goal, the first minute and 30 seconds of the game, we had four men charged into the box. That's exactly what you want to see. You yeah. know, People talk about Deutsch ball. and you know, Fair enough, you defend and you're organised and you're aggressive. and you pr- oh, Fair enough, you can take that. But we play some quite good football at times in our first half, you, you know. 
and we're creating chances. We should have been same as Arsenal in the first half. We should have had two or three goals on the board. Same at Leeds, a couple of goals on the board by by half time. And the fear with us is always, you know, Everton typical. They'll have one chance and they'll score. But I thought we were really hard done by with the disallowed one from Gray. I thought that yeah. was very very hard done by. What could the, what could he do? You know. Arms were, you know, up by his side or whatever, but that was harsh. And you knew, really, you couldn't even celebrate it. Seeing the ref, you know, his hands to his earpiece as soon as the ball went in, and you just knew that wasn't going our way. Any of those kind of decisions, the common penalty of Forrest wasn't going for us. We're being bleeding shafted, we are, you know. But, you know, first half, great start, and, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't get the second goal to. Settled the nerves a little bit. It was a cagey second half, but we do really need to put two halves of football together. It's progress, absolutely, but I think part of the second half is we just, it's very hard to sustain that intensity, that pressing mm. game, that tempo. Like you touched on, Joe, he doesn't have a tendency to make a lot of subs. If he thinks things are looking solid, he'll just keep the players that are out there. But there's not really anything on the bench. You know, you can't be making subs for the sake of it. He brought on Davis a couple of times and he was came on the last three minutes against Forrest, he got booked. I thought his cameo was poor there the other day against Forrest or Brentford as well. I thought he was, you know, gotten away once or twice, but on the ball and stuff. Just really, really fragile, you know. No composure or no physical presence whatsoever to kind of get control of the midfield. But, you know, Mopai coming on, there's just nothing really, really there. So... It probably came back to haunt us in the Forest game. I guess we ran out of steam, you know, with the car right there, with the loose pass, Johnson equalises, and against better teams with bigger squads, you would fear that, you know, we won't be able to sustain it. But again, like you said, hopefully with, with options coming back, you know, after the break, we might have a little bit more in terms of squad depth. And it's very hard to keep it going for 90 minutes. Like teams are going to have phases in games, but unless you're using one of Jürgen's special inhalers it's very hard to keep that oh, speed up for the yeah. whole game that's the key I had it written down actually Colly. Uh, we just need to run out of steam I know you, you said it that like it doesn't change much uh, and Chris bang on that there's nothing really to change a game on the bench yeah and, and unfortunately Joe when you bring on Tom Davis no disrespect to the chap but he's a championship level Footballer, um, you know, I know he's been with us, and and you know, the whole sentimentality type thing. I was in true blue, blah 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 blah. But he's just not good enough for for the Premiership. I don't think he just doesn't have the pace, Carl. Just doesn't have And and I've seen the stature in the week about Ghana, and he's the most interceptions out of anyone in the league this year. Which you know, I thought Ghana played extremely well, Joe. Um, I know his name hasn't been mentioned yet. To Corey, another one. I didn't think Onana was on it at all at the weekend. It was a poor miss. Um, thought Wobi done well, but again, another poor miss. Wobi should have buried that chance. And thankfully, you know, them chances didn't come back and, and spoil the, the day on, against Brentford. But these chances we got to be putting away. I thought Gray done well. I thought he fought. Uh, he thought he ran the channels well. I thought he walked hard. Um, we've already mentioned McNeil. You know, but obviously they've sat him down the management team and, and just spoke to him. And like that, that chap, the distances that he's running per game, 
compared to you know what he was doing. It was just unreal, to be honest with you. Um, unfortunately, the news breaking today is that you know Dominic has felt something in training. I, I we I said to you before we start recording. I think as a fan base, we should accept that Calvert Lewin has gone for the season and play it, use it as a bonus if he does make an appearance for one or two games personally. But mm. I think we will have to go with what we got. Um, be interesting to see when uh, Young Gardner comes back because I, I do think he's the type of player that can put his foot on on the ball and, and play, you know, play a decent pass. Um, for as much as the Corey walk and his walk rate is extremely good, the chap can't pass from A to B, you know, the kind of way. But um, given the energy that he he gives to the game, and it's good to see him going back to his Watford days and he, he's appearing late in the box and stuff like that. I think. That's going to be really, really beneficial to us going forward, um, Joe. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it was a it's you know to see the performance on on the obviously Deutsch has been in for seven games now and we're sixth in the um you know the win whatever whatever category to use form, so form 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 there that's it Joe thanks um since Deutsch has come in and and. I think Richie uh, touched off earlier on. We, we have a bit of momentum going uh, with us now. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be massive going forward. You know, other teams are dropping like a stone, like Palace, you know, Southampton beat again last night. And I know we had to concentrate on ourselves, but, you know, we pick up, and I genuinely do think we can get something out of Stamford Bridge on Saturday. And I know uh, Chelsea won against Leicester, but uh, I, I just didn't think Leicester were good in the day and that, that keeper is awful. Um but we just keep going with the momentum, pick up a point, don't lose, and go on then to the sports game. Um, I've no doubt we'll, we'll survive the season, to be honest with you. No, fingers. <laughs> we don't, we don't do easy, Carl. We just don't. Uh, no, just we don't. Try, no, yeah, listen. Yeah, like I said, we look after ourselves. Few few players actually, uh, and I know the Corey has come out during the week and said it that they're just different players under. Uh, Dice Richie, uh, and I have trained with them, obviously McNeil, the Corey and Keane. But they're just, uh, it's amazing that, like, a ward or an arm around the shoulder or it could be a kick up the hole. I don't know which one it is. But it's just working for players like this who, who weren't performing at all under Lampard. Yeah, and I suppose it's something that happens, I won't say all the time, with new managers, but, you know, it's different styles, it's different man management styles, whatever it is. You know, different systems allowing fellas to, to that that suits their game. But um, you know, you think about when Lampard ke- came in as well, and you know the the transformation he made with Iwobi. You know, mm-hmm. you could see kind of glimpses of it through, through McNeil and how much he's improved. And you just want to say, right, hopefully you can kind of you, you need to sustain it for long periods of t- time. You know that there is kind of the right everything is great, everything is rosy, but it's about kind of doing it over over long periods is what is what we need. Uh, I suppose that's where we've been kind of stung several, several times. The fellas have put in a couple of performances and they seem to fall off a cliff again. But it's great to see any improvement. But I think as a, as a, as a whole squad, I think the performance has been better. You think how much Coleman has improved as well. And I think the system suits him a, a lot more. Um, yeah, and across the board, you know, we just, we have a game plan. It, it looks like, you know, we know what we're doing. And I think as a, yeah, as 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 a team, it's it's really simplifying it. I, they, they seem a lot better coached, a lot better drilled, a lot more comfortable in what they're doing, and I think that just helps bring the best out of fellas, you know. Um, and I, without kind of getting too far ahead, like it'd be interesting to see kind of after a couple of windows, like how we can go and improve better players and things like that as well. So, 
it, it is good to see because these are fellas, you know, I suppose McNeil got a, a lot of abuse after coming in on however much he cost, you know, and he hadn't done anything. So just the the level of turnaround and how quickly he's he's done it, like from Stoutish first game, I suppose pretty much the same with Decore came in from mm. out cold as well. So yeah, look, it's great to see these improvements, but my thing is kind of doing it over eight, ten games and kind of saying, right, you know, this is what's needed. But to, to be fair to, to those two, especially to Decore and McNeil, that they've been they've been fairly, fairly solid, you know, since 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 he's since Dyche has come in. Yeah, I think that's the key. We said last week, Chris, that uh, we spoke with Brentford saying they do the, the basics just well, just do just do your job, simple things, simple. And we we kind of did well in the first half, but that's what we did. We just did it simple, and every man did his job. I think with Deutsch, he's obviously an experienced manager of relegation battles and he knows the league, he's calm, he's been there, seen it, done it. I think at times maybe Lampard came in with a predetermined idea of how he wanted to play, whether it was 4-3-3, fluid passing football or whatever. And he kind of just tried to fit certain players into a system which didn't match their technical capabilities, I guess. So Deutsch has come in and pretty much looked at the squad of players he has as Rich said, simplify it. Okay, what? How can I play that is going to bring out the best in what I have here? And who's going to work the hardest? Because I think we're working a lot harder than we were. You know, that's just, that's proved. The lads have said it. We probably all would have had the Mary Gray on the left from the Arsenal game onwards ahead of McNeil. But statistically, McNeil has been running three or four kilometres more than Gray, and that's why he's in the team because that's why the car is there. Ghana, whoever you know, they work Awobi. Maybe not always the best technical players, or they don't contribute massively at times in the opposition box, but the work rate that's the minimum requirement the efforts, hard work, running, and we're doing a lot more than we were. And that's part of the reason we've improved. We're just working as hard as the opposition and winning second balls, getting more men in the box. We've improved on our set pieces. We have a plan with our set pieces. You know, we're defending as a unit cohesively. You can see the way Deutsch is when the ball is on one side, everyone shifts over, get them to, you know, play the ball back and across to the other side. When they switch to play, we all push over. So it's kind of just keeping the ball away from our, in and around our box, you know, moving as a unit. It's, it's basic, really. But as we said, even some of the football, playing football at the right times in the right areas, we've, we look we look a lot more dangerous. And, you know, that first half there, again, the Arsenal game, like it wasn't boring to watch by any stretch. It wasn't pretty Man City football, but it was an enjoyable watch. We were aggressive. We were pressing. We were putting balls into the box. We were creating chances. You know, the crowd was open. That's all you want to see, really. You know, and using the crowd, obviously, as well. So that's probably where Deutsch is, you know, he's done well. But he's a no-nonsense manager, you know. I don't think anything phases him. He's just kind of, even in his press conferences, he's not too up when we win. He's not too down when we get beat. He's just focused on us game by game. I don't care what everyone else is doing. We win our games and we'll be fine. So it's the right attitude. And look, obviously, he has a bit about him in terms of man management as well. So, yeah, look, credit to him. And as Carl said, it's 10 points from his first seven games. I think, what did Lampard have? One one point, probably three points. So, mm. you would kind of hope if we 
you know, we've got 12 games remaining now. If, if of the next seven games, if we could hit 10 points, that takes us up. You know, you probably need another win, a couple of draws. What are we, 26, 26 points now, 24 points? So another, you know, if you could match that with four or five games in the bank, you'd be looking at one win from your last five. I know it's all ifs and buts, but it goes back to, you know, should we have got him in sooner? And that's always been our fear. Do we leave it too late? Are we running out of games? But look, yeah, look, credit to him. And we've had some tough opposition as well. You know, Arsenal, Liverpool, Brentford, good sides. Look, Leeds, again, high-pressure game. They were around us. That was a must-win game. So there's no reason why we can't go into the likes of Chelsea, Tottenham and United in the next three and pick up three or four points, keep us ticking over. As we did last year, going to Leicester and winning, beating United, beating Chelsea when we least expected it. We thought we were doomed. And it's a funny old, funny old time of year, you know. We're going to be playing other teams when they don't have a lot to play for and they might switch off a bit. So, you know, it's it's in our own hands by all means. I'm just, just you know, get a bit of luck, keep everybody. I think we've been fairly lucky, other than Calvert Lewin, in terms of injuries. We've had a bit of stability in terms of team selection and. Because our squad is already stretched. If we lose one or two bodies, there's nothing there to come in and the level drops and we're in trouble, you know. So, again, international break coming up. Hopefully, with the players left behind, we'll have even more time to give them a bit of rest and then implement more ideas and get us more cohesive and expose more improvements in the final tour of the pitch. And you'd hope we'll hit the ball, hit the ground running when we come back then. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just keep saying it and repeating ourselves. Just consistency. That's that's all we're looking for. It just uh, we we put on an L call uh, about DCL. I know I had a bit of a rant uh, before. We I don't take a press record. I hope not. <laughs> uh, like he's he's come out today and he says um, he's he's felt something and he didn't train and it, I'm just. Pissed off now, to be honest. Not, not at Dominic, by the way. Uh, well, it's not his fault. He's injured. It's just, but he should just come out and say what is wrong with the chap. Because week after week after week, the first question in any press conference is, uh, how is Dominic? Uh, what's wrong with Dominic? Is, is Dominic playing? So uh, he just needs to come out and say, okay, he has a hamstring tear. He has a calf problem. He has... A pain in his arse. He, he has to say something. But, and if it's mental, I know he spoke before that he, like he had uh, he struggled with mental issues uh, tail end of last season while he was out injured. If it is come out, and, and like Chris said before we started, he'll get the full support of every single Evertonian if it is the case. But if it's not, Dice has to come out and say, this is the problem. This is what's wrong with him. And we'll shoot up them for three or four weeks. Yeah, I can't describe how much I, I, uh, I, I'm in agreement with you there, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, there's no transparency uh, from the club in relation to Carver Lewin. When that's the situation, you, you then have these rumours. And, and look, you know as much as I do and much as I like Twitter, and you see it all the time. And, and, and you know, one fella tweets something and like Chinese whispers, it gets around and gets around and... I, I genuinely hope it's not the chap's mental health, but as you said yourself, he came out at the end of last season to say, you know, the injury had caused both physical and mental um, mm. injuries, let's say. And we only have to, we, we as a club, we don't have to go back too far with Aaron Lennon. And I only read exactly. an article, uh, I don't know whether you read it the other day, and 
how you know how thankful he was to the Everton fan base and, and the support that he gave him and look Dominic is 26 today this is recording this the 16th of March and he's 26 today he's still a very young young chap and the injury from all I've read over the last couple of weeks stroke months you know it was a very very serious injury one that possibly could have you know stopped his career or and you have to understand this chap was when when we had Angelotti, he was scoring regularly and was involved in the international team. And then obviously the World Cup came, and I'm sure he had set his sights on going to the World Cup of England. And the injury then kind of forced him not not to be involved, and it's just been such a stop start situation for him. And potentially, Joe, this chap may never get back to where he was before the injury, you know. And, and for a 26 year old chap who possibly had the world at his feet and he's been linked with massive clubs around both in the premiership and abroad and figures of 60, 70, 80 million was being uh, mentioned and then suddenly go from that to struggling to, 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 to get 90 minutes in the tank, Joe, you know, um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how, how, um, how tough that is, you know, on your mental health and, and, but you're right, you know, but then, you kind of have to look on two sides. Does the club want to come out and say, well, look, Carver Lewin is suffering from a, a, a mental health type of situation. You know, are you then drawing focus or attention onto onto that situation? But for all the good that the club do off the pitch in, re, in relation to mental health, you know, if that is the case, well, then maybe, you know, they should come out and, and just say, Joe, you know, the kind of way, because... Like, I, I, I don't know what it's like if you're a footballer or a movie star and you're being, you know, tweeted horrible things and stuff like that. And you, you see it from our own fans and uh, obviously the criticism, criticism over how he dresses and how he acts and, you know, like everyone is entitled to a private life uh, outside of work, you or I or, and the two lads are on here and saying, well, footballer show and if he wants to, go around whatever he does in his own spare time that's his own business you know thousand percent yeah um but and as a fan base like i even say that on our own forum or different forums that i'm connected with on facebook and i was seeing something there on facebook just before we came on and someone wrote a thing of carver Lewin out again and there's 85 comments and there was only 23 minutes since it was posted now i literally just looked at the first 10 comments and you know, ha ha, typical, or you know, didn't expect anything else, and all that. So, it's a tough situation, um, both for the player and himself. And you know what? I'd say, I'd say you're right, Joe. I think the club does need to have or make some sort of communication. But then, therein lies, lies another pro- problem. With you know, we've had no official communication from the communication manager of the club, Dave Prentice, in months. So. You know, Chinese whispers, Joe, will obviously lead to this uh, situation that we find ourselves in today. But, but just, I genuinely wish the lad well and, and I hope he does get back. But as I've already said in this podcast, I think as a fan base or as a fan, I've now resigned myself to, to say that Carver Lewin is out for the season and it's just good luck if we manage to get him back for one or two games. Yeah, see, this is the thing, Richard. It's just the thing that pisses me off. Like, 
just the 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 uncertainty or or the no one knowing anything, it adds fuel to this fire. Like Holly said again, I, I don't like Twitter. It's just it's full of absolute knobs. It just it's it's scandalous. Some of the stuff that that gets bandied around on it, but just come out and say it. Like I said, if it's if it's a hamstring and he's out for four weeks and we're working on it, that's fine. We'll shut up and it stops all this absolute bullshit. On the flip side, if it is his mental health, take him out of the line. Say, listen, he's gone. And we'll give him his full support, which everyone will. Apart from the fucking gobshite who say, oh yeah, handbags, no dresses, whatever. I don't give a shit what he dresses like. If he walks down the road with his jocks all the day, if he scores 25 goals a season, whatever, I don't give a shit what he does. That's his own. He's young for as well, so just do it. But just, just tell the fans what is going on. And the colleagues bang on. The, the lack of communication is just disgraceful at this football club. It's, it's a, it's an ongoing thing for years and years and years. The people have got me whole. Just come out and tell the people what is going on. Yeah, and I suppose the bottom line is that this conversation we're having now is one that every fan is having. What's going yeah. on? You know, and everyone is jumping to conclusions and, well, and we have no facts really. You know, oh, he felt something, and that, and that's it. And it's wide open to interpretation, and everyone is jumping to our conclusions about this, that, and the other, and we don't know. So it's just to give some bit of clarity, so that to, to give the chap a chance. You know, be it an injury, be it whatever else it is. But if we don't know, we're we're, we're going to continue to have these conversations because mm. we want all our players available, not just good players, bad players. We want everybody available to help the squad, and I think that's just where we are. Is we don't we don't know what's going on. You know, and where I said it might be this. We haven't a clue, like, you know, I don't think anyone really knows. Is Sean Dyche telling the truth, saying, oh, I just felt something and that's it? You know, or, or is it more? You know, so I think you're right just saying, give us a bit more depth to it to say, look, he needs a bit of time. He needs this. This is what's happening. And, and, and I think fellas will leave him alone. But when we're going from week to week, press conference to press conference, and you say, jumping to Delhi Ali got a shout out today, you know, but yeah, I mean, every week it's the same thing and it, it, it drills in online then as well and it, it ramps up and I think it's just a little bit of clarity to put, to stop us chatting about it because you know, th- there's no need, you know, so just give yeah. us some bit of an answer. Yeah, it's just, it's just frustrating. Listen, as frustrating as for us, Chris, I can only imagine how Dom is feeling himself. Again, if it is, it's just this speculation thing that just it just adds fuel to the fire, and and it again, it's not fair on him at all. Yeah, I think that the lads have really covered everything there. Like as Collie said, I think we were in the same situation with him this time last year. He missed a lot of games after he had that bad injury on his quarter, wherever it may have been. And fortunately, he came back for the Palace game and ended up getting the goal that pretty much kept us up, but. Then his post comes out that he was suffering from mental health. So I think we're in the exact same situation as we were last season. You know, same speculation, no communication, wondering what's going on, when's he coming back. And, you know, again, we're speculating here. Odds would suggest he probably does have some kind of issue in terms of psychological, or maybe it's, you know, from the injury, maybe. He feels maybe there's a bit of fear there of his body breaking down. He's kind of within himself. We don't know, really. Um, it's just, you know, unfortunate that we're such a better team with him in the squad, in the you know, in the starting eleven, and with the precarious position we're in. I think fans are just a bit. We're so desperate. 
and that's mm. going to lead to you know kind of frustration in itself that we you know we need him He's our main goal scoring threat we look so much better with him with a better chance of staying up and I think that's just the world of social media nowadays it just gives everybody a platform to to just speculate and to talk and to make up mm. their own kind of people have agendas as well but it is frustrating I think it's our first instinct when we hear he's always sick you know what's the story with me played an hour against Arsenal and he hasn't been seen since he trained two days last week and was said to be you know touch and go for the Brentford game they left we left him out again not even intention for Chelsea so it it doesn't add up you know it doesn't add up kind of be okay train a couple of days and then back out of the equation again so we don't we don't know you know but it's, it's sad it's a sad state of affairs really and let's really just hope that he can he can the international break now he'll get a good bit of work done and he'll at least be able to make appearances on the bench and build himself up oh, come on 20 minutes just to give us something give us that hold up or that focal point when we are under the cosh we've something to hit to get us out of trouble and to relieve a bit of pressure it's another you know another threat from set pieces as well when he is fit he's one of our best players in the air in both boxes so hopefully he's not he's not around for the Chelsea game but the following game Spurs at least if he can come off the bench and give us that bit of an option even him coming on off the bench is going to lift the stadium and give the fans a bit of a boost and that can have a knock on effect the rest of the team you know so yeah I think it's kind of just expect them to not not be available and as Carly said if he is it's a bonus but the worry is what we have available. It's, it's, there's not enough, still not enough goals there. I know we've improved slightly the last couple of games, and we are missing a lot of chances. Like Onana has missed two or three simple chances. Of Obi, the car, we really, really need to be more clinical. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, listen again. I know what kind of ranting a bit, but I think every single one of us just wishes him the best. Whatever the problem is, just. Uh, again, this is it's just a speculation where we don't know. So just it's, it's just frustrating, but obviously it's obviously going to be more frustrating Joe. for him. Yeah, Joe, can I just make it just one final point on Carver Lewin? Of course, if I may. Um, okay, I know fans, and we discussed it at length about you know fans and Chris is bang on. We 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 all hope that he gets back because we're in such a, a poor position in the league and we're not scoring goals, but the. The biggest culprit of this is the club itself, Joe. Um, three three transfer windows to replace or get in, in another striker for Carver Lewin. Um, and then they gambled when they sold Richarlson. Um, they felt that they gambled on Carver Lewin's fitness that he'd be fit for the season. So fundamentally, I think it's the club who are at fault. And, and in fairness, they're the ones that should be getting the, the blame as such. That's just my opinion, Joe, but um, they've had ample enough time to, to get in a, 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 another striker because there's no way, uh, particularly when Richardson went there, they should have gambled on, on uh, Carver Lundstein fit for the full season. Yeah, yeah, bang on, bang on. But listen, gambling, say nothing. Don't mm. want to go off another rep. We're here for another two hours. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we move on to the, uh, the Chelsea match, which... Uh, they're starting to play well now. Jeez, a few weeks ago, you would have loved to be going to Stamford Bridge, but they're starting to look a little bit like a team now. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't seen much of them, you know, but when you, you know, they struggled for goals and they've kind of figured out a way and they've got a couple of wins behind them. 
you know, I think it's three wins in the Spain, including Champions mm. League and the whole lot. And it's just kind of that pressure, you know, I suppose when you go five, six without a win, you say, where's it going to come from and how are we going to get there? But with the quality they have, there's no, they should not be in that predicament that they were in, you know, spending that amount of money season after season, you know, and to be struggling to find goals and, and things. So it was always going to turn at some stage. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would have been great to face them a couple of weeks ago, but at the same time, they have a couple of injuries, you know, there'll be frailties kind of within us, you know, so it'll, you know, I think what we got to do is just go and try to make it ugly again, you know, we'd probably go and sit sit in, you know, kind of with the same kind of way we were, hopefully not as deep as we were in part of that second half, where we looked like we were six at the back, you know, mm-hmm. but again, it's, you kind of mentioned it earlier, just about being clinical with whatever chance we get and if we can get, but you know, I think if we can really, really frustrate them, you know, that they like a lot of space. And I think it's kind of negating that space so that they can't play the football that they want. They look to play kind of through the lines and to, and to push through with the with, with the with the fellas they have up front and, and pace. So I think if we can really, really frustrate them, you know, it, it, it gives us a chance to get something out of it. So I won't say loads of hope, but I think that we can get something out of it. Yeah, I think that's the key, Chris. We just have to get in their face and, and make it nasty and just make it like a horrible game, to be honest. Yeah, it's 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 a funny one because I'm kind of not confident, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we came away with a draw. I know they've sort of picked up a couple of results in the last couple of games, but I mean, the likes of Leicester play a bit more open football, Dortmund, than we will. We're going to go there and just park the bus and as much as they've ridiculous quality on paper, if you look at their team, like their front three there, the Ukrainian fella, Felix, Havertz, you know, the, on paper, the players they have, they should be competing for at least the top three, you would think, with the squad they have and the money they've spent. So to see them, you know, intent and struggling a little bit is strange, but we're just going to go there and park the bus. That's a ideal, you know, ideal setup for Deutsch. 11 men behind the ball. It's the right way to play because, I mean, they, they play with no out-and-out striker. They've been playing Havertz as a striker and he's not really, you know, it's, it's not like a Tony, for example, a player like that. Like, just let them play in front of us. Don't mm. let them run in behind. We're going to be deep, so no runs in behind. Force them wide. Force them to put crosses in. Crosses should be bread and butter for our back back four, back line, you know. So just once we don't make any silly mistakes or get caught out of position. Like the first 40 minutes of the Arsenal game, I thought we were solid. Limit them to nothing. Had two or three attempts on the counter-attack, we should have done better. And it's going to be the same setup, I think, going down here. Just be really hard to break down, be physical. You know, in their face, win seconds, balls, be compact. But when the opportunity arises too. You know, punish them and get in behind them. We we just have to be clinical. We have to take our chances. We can't be missing silly goals like we have been in the last couple of games. But the worry is always, you know, when you see them struggling. We knew with Chelsea coming up, and you're like, oh, they, they click when they play us. It's just typical and starting to pick up the right time. But no, I think it really, I think it just plays into our hands. You know, it's if we can keep them nil all for as long as possible. Concede an early goal, I think we're goosed. You know, we really are. First 20 minutes, I think, are going to be just don't concede. Even if we don't offer that down the other end, we just have to be tight, remain compact, don't give them a sniff, and then play our way into the game with the right opportunities. And again, try and win corners, try and win free kicks, and hopefully be able to punish them then in those areas. But 
you still feel once we kind of go go behind, we have to open up a little bit. That'll play into their hand with the players they have and the pace they have. We can kind of push up a little bit or expose ourselves. I think, you know, they could probably put a couple past us. But, yeah, look, it's weird going down there, kind of being somewhat confident. But if we can go down there, get a draw, that's, you know, a really good result. Bit of momentum, as Laz touched on earlier on. It's all about momentum and football, confidence. And then, you know, we have our break and then we spurs at home. And they, they can be hot and cold as well. They'll have a good few away on international duty. You don't know how that'll go under the lights Monday night. So, yeah, look, hopefully we can go down and get a point at least or more and other results go our way. And at least if we're sort of outside the bottom three going into the break, you know, there's only a point or two in the difference between five or six teams. But it still looks much better than us being 19th going into the mm-hmm. break with 11 games to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the key. Well, there's another hard... Uh fixture list for a few teams around us as well but uh, just on, on the Chelsea game Carl um, like we've been making chances we just the amount of chances we've made in the last few games and they're going to be at a premium down there really are so we just need just to take one of them even we just need to do it yeah look goes without saying Joe and Chris already alluded to I think whoever gets the first goal you know and if they get it we have a tendency to collapse and then if we can get it we, we, we tend to just to kind of sit back and draw the mantles but they, they've some exceptional players and you know they've, they've spent an awful lot of money on, on a very very long contracts which they can circumvent FFP in relation to that or the Premier League rules but um, I, I, I would be in the same kind of boat as Chris I, I actually have a bit of confidence going down I think momentum is with us and um, I've already said, you know, they beat Leicester and I didn't think Leicester played extremely well during the day. I, I think Leicester's keeper was shocking. Um, Leicester are in a bit of a slump at the moment and, you know, fans are, uh, there's a bit of unrest there. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of, it, it, it needs to be a minimum requirement is maximum effort as Deutsch has continuously said mm. since he's come mm. in. And we need that on, on Saturday because, we can ruffle a few feathers down there and like these are exceptional players but may not necessarily be up to the rough and tumble sometimes of a, a Premier League t- a team as such particularly with Deutsch as manager and I'm sure Deutsch has done his, his work he seems to be a guy that you know relies heavily on statistics and a guy no doubt he's, he's gone through different videos and whatever of, of Chelsea and he knows where we could maybe possibly get at him um, but we we will have to take our chances, Joe. There certainly won't be a pre. Uh, they certainly won't. And when we do get them, we will get one or two chances. But they need to be buried in the back of the net. Um, but I I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be you know overly concerned by going down and facing Chelsea at Stamford Bridge because you know bar the last three games they have been pretty shocking. You know I, I just think it's a case of Potter trying to find out who is best. 11 is, you know. But uh, no, I, I, I would have a bit of uh, confidence going down like Chris. Okay, okay. Right, so we go into predictions now. Uh, Rich, start with you. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same as Vice. I'm going to go nil all. Neither of us can for goal, so I'd be happy with a nil all. Nil all, Rich. Chris? Yeah, I was actually going to go nil on myself. I think we'll find it hard to score, but they're fairly toothless. Well, I hope this doesn't come back to haunt me, but they have been up until previous games. So, 
Yeah, nervy, nil all draw. We'll go with. Okay, Carl. Now that we're all seem to be positive, you know we're going to get beaten, don't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to go with 2-1 to Everton, and I think we'll get a penalty. Jesus, penalty on the way. What's going on in the walk? Yeah. This is like great football, not people. <laughs> yeah, I know that, yeah. yeah. Well, he's smoking yeah. up in that airport these <laughs> yeah. days, Carl. Exactly, yeah. Contraband was taken home this week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going to go nil all. I had it written down from the start nil all. Like Chris said, I just think they're they have a lot of huff and puff, but they just don't have gold in the team. Just <laughs> similar to us. But uh, I, I'm just going to go for a stinking horrible nil all, and I take the all nil all to be honest. But um, yeah, anyway, look at their fingers crossed, and just uh, I'm not overly worried about Chelsea. I think it shows how far we've come and how far they've gone back in the last kind of couple of months. It's just, it's just there's no fear going to Stamford Bridge, which is just a, a strange feeling altogether. But, uh, Big silver as well at the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, just, oh. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Listen, lads, uh, enjoy your Paddy's Day tomorrow. And we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, guys. Okay, we're going to carry on to, uh, the musical team. Uh, we got great feedback for the last few weeks of the songs we're playing here at the end. And uh, this week we have uh, a song called Grill Van Boy, a band called Created by Comets, which feature two Irish Toppies members, uh, Stewie O'Neill on drums and his lovely wife Naomi on vocals. And uh, their dad, actually, Eddie, is founder member of the Irish Toppies, Eddie O'Neill. So, uh, great song. This is little toe tapper. So, we'll finish out with uh, Grill Van Boy, created by Comets. Comets, sorry, I apologise. Created by Comets. So, we'll talk to you next week, folks. Take care. Bye. What the fuck's going on, man? I don't know. Where the fuck's going on? 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 Where the fuck's Cause we got to get the groove on She felt the tremble in the night She set the floor alight But you heard that jukebox calling That disco music in the air With people dancing everywhere Now no more stalling With funky guitar playing
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.